0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Bash Brothers Sports Podcast. I am your host, Connor Chandler. This is my co-host, Jordan Harris. And we are the Bash Brothers, the only podcast where it's like sitting back with your friends talking sports, life, and everything in between. Jordan, how you feeling this Sunday?
1: Hey, man, you know, we I'm feeling good. We're going back into the work week Monday, but we had a good week of football. It was a short week. We didn't have a whole lot of games. A lot of games got canceled, but, you know, had some... Good Georgia game to watch, and then some uh, crazy upsets. Some happen. questions marks Some question
0: marks out there, too. Some heavy question marks. I agree. Is it true that you had uh, chicken, bacon, ranch pizza this weekend? Oh, I did. Oh, Uncle gosh. Bill's.
1: Uncle Bill's in Bainbridge. If you haven't been, I yeah, this is an advertisement. Uncle Bill's. By the way, there you so. go. No ad,
0: no advertisement here. But if you're ever <laughs> in the Bainbridge, Georgia area, go to Uncle Bill's Pizza. Order the chicken bacon ranch pizza. Tell them the Bash Brothers Sports Podcast sent you, and uh, they,
1: they won't know who you're talking about. No, probably. they have no
0: idea. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, pretty pretty meaty show this week. We got the yep. old. It's cha- I mean, it's basically championship week. Yeah. In a really weird, crazy season, we finally made it championship week. We got a lot to unload. A lot of games to pick. I think we're looking at like maybe six championship games. Yep. A good Georgia game we got to talk about. Some heavy upsets, some coaching changes, some oh, playoff yeah. pitchers. A few coaching so changes. So let's get started. Yep. Uh, kick us off with the Bash Brothers Sports Review of the Week. Okay. Which is so, not correct at all. It's the Bash Brothers in Review, yeah, but send it.
1: You know. Okay, so first game, this was the one we just kind of, kind of talked about because of how well they played last week and then what they did going in this week. But Are you saying they're uh, non-Power 5
0: conference teams
1: out there looking a little sus? A little, little suspect. So, you know, last week we had a big upset. Coastal Carolina scheduled BYU late, wound up winning that game. Huge this, win. Yep, huge win. This week they had Troy and almost had the tables turned on them. They wound up winning that game 42-38, to 38, but they have stayed undefeated so far. Yeah, so. credit,
0: credit to Coach Carolina. Like I said, you know, some days you just got to go out there and get the job done. They throw a touchdown with about 30 seconds left to come out with the win. Really close win there. But I think ultimately you can't throw your name into the ring if you're struggling to beat Troy. Which, let's be honest, LSU lost to them, and Clemson should have lost to them, you know, in the past five years. So Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Troy's kind of known for that. Coastal Carolina
1: 13, though, regardless of how they play this game, they're just too far back this yeah. late in the season. To they're on the run. street
0: trying to look into the house. Yeah. They're not even yeah. up to the door. They really right are. Yeah. So, I mean,
1: honestly, this wasn't a huge game as far as playoff implications. But, you know, it's just – Something to talk about. Another game there. Uh, Pac-12. Obviously, we think the Pac-12 is out completely. Done. But, I told y'all like a month yep. ago the Pac-12 was out before but, they hardly
0: started playing.
1: USC is finally the last undefeated Pac-12 team at five and zero, but they wound up uh, barely skidding by UCLA, who has not looked good at all this season. realistically. True. really
0: good foot. I love seeing them play in both wearing the home jerseys because you know that's obviously both their home stadium. That was a, a really cool game to watch. Um, we were getting highlights from that while we were watching the USC, I mean, the LSU-Florida game. And, uh, again, that just further cements, USC, fought, USC ultimately gets the win, but they look bad doing it versus a bad UCLA team. I mean, Pac-12 is just clearly out. And f- yep. more cementing the Pac-12 out. Colorado, who I have said from the jump was the best team in the Pac-12. Yep. I picked them against USC in the game that never was played. They go, they play Utah, a bad Utah team led by – Former five star quarterback Jake Bentley from the South Carolina yep. Gamecocks, who's yep. no longer there, transfers out to Utah. Has a really good show in there, and Utah pulls the upset 38 21.
1: Yep, this is the last chance of the Pac 12 having two undefeated teams. And realistically, I mean, as far back as they were in the rankings, they had no shot in the playoffs, no shot. but no shot. two undefeated teams was your only even, you know, shot that the That was dark. your Hail Mary, and now yeah. you can't even throw it. Yeah, you it. can't even say that. So yeah. at this point, Pac-12 is 110% out, and there's no doubt about it in my mind.
0: All right, let's hop over to the ACC. Big one in the ACC just in terms of... I mean, you know, the little brothers of the ACC, kind of, sort of, if that's what we would call it, North Carolina and uh, Miami. Miami comes in 8-1, uh, and one, and they've honestly – they've had a good season, but they just had a lot of struggle wins. Like, I mean, they, they beat Virginia by seven points. You know, the North Carolina State game where they were trailing the whole game, they win it in the final minutes. Um, North Carolina comes in. You know, North Carolina I think we had a lot of expectations for, and they haven't looked great, but they very quietly had – like an eight and three season, mm-hmm. I mean yeah. that's I mean that's a solid season for Mac Brown's. This is his second season with them. I mean I think the expectation was higher. I think playoff implications were, you know, you know we should our name should be in the conversation. Didn't quite get there, but I mean you know this was a big win for that program. North Carolina takes the win, sixty two to twenty six. I think De'Eric King had the most yards for Miami. It was something like fifty yards. I mean that kind of yeah. tells you uh, North Carolina had over five hundred and thirty rushing yards on the day. I mean, you put up 62 points versus Miami and you're handling business. Yeah,
1: I mean, in all honesty, I, you know, obviously we're going to talk about this later, but we picked this game. We were both yeah. split on this game. Um, but my my decision in this pick came down to the quarterbacks. Honestly, the quarterbacks are very comparable. Derek King did have the one interception, but really didn't do a whole lot to hurt himself. Sam Howell really played you know, a safe game, 14-19, one touchdown, 200 yard, 223 yards passing. Well, when you but, can hand it off for 530 yeah, I was about to yards, say, yeah, me and you could play quarterback The key out there. is just coming down to rushing yards. I mean, yeah. uh, North Carolina just controlled the line of scrimmage, controlled the running game, and they, they come out on top pretty heavily in this one.
0: Big facts, big facts. All right, so now, what? after we kind of fast-forwarded through those games that, that mattered but didn't yeah. matter, now we gotta talk about the one game that was that was somewhat compa- I mean, let's be honest, Alabama goes out and absolutely demolishes. You know what I'm saying? So now we're looking at the only SEC game that really mattered because yep. they say stayed at home and didn't play. I'll let you I, I'll let you start.
1: Can I, can I start with a dad please, joke? Please do. We could say this game came down to a foot. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> that was pretty good. So hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hey,
0: off top. Let me let me can I can I try one? Do it, do, okay. it, do, it, do it. So sport your sports center stat on Sunday, okay? Alabama, I mean, not Alabama, LSU is now undefeated in games where Florida throws a shoe for 20 <laughs> or more yards. <laughs> so, yeah, obviously we're talking about Florida
1: LSU here. Florida, we thought, was going to be the heavy favorite. We I did, mean, yes, we Florida's did. Florida's offense is just generally better. Kyle Trask, I'm going to make a hot take right here. I think I this mean. game, unless something just unexpected happens against Alabama next week, this game lost Kyle Trask, his Heisman. I would, I would I, agree. I think this is going to go to Mac Jones now, if not Devontae Smith. But one I'm, of the I'm, two, yeah. My boats and my all my money's on Mac Jones yeah. at this point. But ultimately, Kyle Trask had the two interceptions. One of them was just pick six, crazy. The pick yeah. six, but the other one was just absolutely yeah, was. insane. Yeah, that was crazy. But ultimately, LSU just came in and, and and to me, in my opinion, could have pretty much just saved their season with this upset. I mean, they yeah. have they've had an off season, bad season, lost a couple players, but last second field goal in that awful. Fog oh, or yeah. mist or whatever. Those lights,
0: that fog, and yeah. to make that kick, man. York ball out.
1: Yep. Yeah. So yeah, this is just a huge game for LSU.
0: Obviously, a stupid penalty late by Florida throwing that shoe, and then that. And it has to be taught. As sad as it is, as as bad as I feel for that kid, it has to be talked about. Florida and uh, Florida and LSU are tied. If you didn't see the game, which I'm sure you've seen it, but we'll recap it real quick. Florida and LSU are tied. Florida is driving with about – I mean, LSU's driving with about two minutes left in the game. Florida gets the the third down stop. Uh, LSU player loses his shoe. Florida player picks up said shoe and just chunks it downfield for some reason. They throw about three flags right at the guy. 15-yard penalty, automatic first down. LSU goes on to kick the the game-winning field goal.
1: Well, and what's crazy is you have Kyle Trask – that was fourth down. You have Kyle Trask on your team. Yeah. And he's easily – Probably gonna score a touchdown. Oh yeah, they're gonna get at least field goal. Which
0: even with like forty seconds left or thirty seconds, I said they're gonna get in field. They're gonna get a shot to tie the game with a field goal.
1: But that you're talking about with that much time, Kyle Trask could easily get you a twenty yard field goal at the worst. Yeah. So I mean, you know that you literally single handedly ruin your team's playoff
0: shot by throwing a shoot. Well, I mean, no one, no one play ruins a ball game. But is that kid gonna catch heat because of the way that it was? Yes. I mean, Kyle Trask those two picks, and oh, one yeah. of them's a pick six, and he also loses a fumble, you know. So, well, I mean, it's – I mean I like agree with that. Know, No one play yeah. loses a ball game, but I see what you're saying. But the difference in that is that's just playing football. Right. You, yeah, throwing, a you throwing a shoe is just – Yeah. You doing something stupid. Knucklehead's going to knucklehead. Oh, 100%. But, hey, you know, to the kid who did that, you know, take, your, take it on the chin. Hopefully you learn something from it. Move on. Come back. It is something to be said. Also, Kyle Pitts did not play in this game. Because of due to injury, I'm not sure if it's still the concussion from yeah. the scene hit, but uh, but he didn't play. Right. So I mean, that's you know, that's ultimately their second best player on the team. To and that's going to affect Trask, and it is 100. That's his go-to guy, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it just I think now, I mean, I don't know. Well, well, let's let's jump into playoff picture. okay? Okay. okay. And I'm just kind of lead in with this before we get to our top six. Let me let me just pose this question. Florida goes out there and somehow this I do not believe this is gonna happen at all. So just mm-hmm. take this question with a grain okay. of salt. Florida beats Alabama by twenty eight points. Like yeah. they just look dominant, you know. Do they do they have any shot? I don't think so. Honestly I don't, I don't. I don't and, and, and and I don't think so either. I think
1: if anything A and M gets the nod there. Yeah. Well, with I mean, with the one loss exactly. and then beating against Bama and then winning the head to get head against Florida. I think yeah. at this point with two
0: losses a&M would get the nod over Florida in that case. I would agree. I would agree completely. All right, so playoff pitcher. I went first last week. You know, you're going to go first this week. Let's hear your top six. I think this week yeah. will be the first week where this actually sounds kind of interesting because, boy, I have a lot on my chest, <laughs> and I cannot wait to let it rip through this microphone. But I'll let you jump on it. All right, of it. well, I
1: kind of I know where we're going to have a difference here. I have a feeling. But Probably. I'm gonna, I'm going to give mine. So, Which,
0: well, let's be honest. We have not pre-discussed this. I have no, no idea what you're going to say. You don't know what I'm going to say. So... <clears throat>
1: Alabama at one. Facts. Notre Dame at two. Okay. Clemson at three. I don't think anybody mm. is going to argue with those three teams. Are, are they, though? All. I don't know. They might. but <laughs> as of, After next week, yeah, probably. But as of right now, those are my top three. Okay. Number four, I know there's a whole thing surrounding the Big Ten and then Ohio, the controversy with Ohio State. Don't do this going, to me,
0: Jordan. I will walk off the set. <laughs> I'm
1: going to put Ohio State at four. The reason why, no matter what the Big Ten does, I don't think that directly reflects on Ohio State. I would agree. I still think they're a good football team. I don't think it's fair to them that the Big Ten, A, chose to start their season late, and then B, chose to make that rule, especially with the fact that Ohio State has not actually canceled any of their games. Right. They were canceled on Ohio State because of COVID issues with other teams. Right. So that's why I'm going to put Ohio State at four. Granted, this is going to also be dependent on if they win – the big 10 championship next week, which they, they will stay yeah, hundred percent. So number five, I think this is going to be everybody's the same way, Texas A&M. So number six is probably where we're going to differ with a lot of people or where I'm going to differ with a lot of people. Normally with the Florida losing, a lot of people would think oh, Iowa state goes in six because they're sitting at seven right now. I'm going to give the nod to Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Cincinnati.
0: Say it with us.
1: To me, Iowa State has some big games. They also lost to Louisiana, or ULM, right right. at the beginning of the season. So, uh, I'm going to give the nod to Cincinnati there. And granted, they're going to play Tulsa, number 24, who they should have played this week. They're going to play them in their conference championship. It would have I really would... been interesting to see the oh, back-to-back games it would. there. would. And Iowa State is also going to play their conference championship. So, you're going to get to see a lot here next week with these two teams. But yeah. I'm going to give the
0: nod to Cincinnati. As the last team looking in for this week. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. So I'm gonna give my top six, and then I'm gonna go off on a tangent because oh, there ooh, we go. I've been waiting on this. <laughs> okay. So my our t- our top three will be the exact same. So I will go Alabama, yep. Notre Dame, Clemson, and here's where here's where we will start to differ. I give the nod to Texas A&M okay. over Ohio State. So Texas A&M goes into my fourth slot. Ohio State goes into my fifth slot, and then I will actually agree with you. I think Cincinnati's overall resume is stronger in that they're undefeated. I do think oh, Iowa State has the better wins. Yeah, so so, that, so that's somewhere where I could play devil's advocate and right. switch swap them there. But uh, but yes, I'll give the nod to Cincinnati over Iowa State, and then if we were picking the next one, seven would be Iowa State. Yeah. Okay, so now hey. everything that I'm about to say, <laughs> I take with a grain of salt in that none of this is Ohio State's fault. Ohio State was on that original campaign to let us play. Hashtag let us play. I I respect the heck out of that. They were you know, they did everything they were told, everything they were supposed to. They showed up, played football, they handled business. Okay? The Big Ten, to me, it's almost like cheating when they changed that rule. I can agree you with you. made that. a rule at the beginning of the season. And now to benefit one of your teams, because they know their only shot to get in the playoff is Ohio State. Everybody knows that, okay? Indiana had a good season, but without Penix Jr., they're not actually going to beat anybody that they're not supposed to. So, Iowa State now gets the rules bent for them to to ultimately go play Northwestern, which they should nine times out of ten win that football game, and then most likely get into the playoffs. I completely disagree with this rule. If I am any other commissioner... Of any other major Power 5 conference, I am bending the rules right now to, to, to put it in my favor. If I'm Greg Sankey for the S C C commissioner, I will find any way, shape, or form to say, no, Alabama's undefeated. The other two teams are not, Texas a and and Florida. Let them play in the SEC title game. They're East and West teams, so it's still good there. Let Alabama go, and we're going to play one more football game, those two people. It is it is not fair at all. And and I will pose this question to any football fan. Do I really think that the Big Ten would have bent the rules for Indiana or Northwestern? No, I do not. They, they have given Ohio State some favorable treatment, which, hey, that's their, that's their cash cow right now. I completely understand. But also – Let's be honest. Texas A&M's best win is against Florida, who now that looks a little worse because yes, they just got upset by right. LSU. But let's be honest, they beat a really good Florida team who was playing incredible offense. And what's what's Ohio State's best win? Uh, Indiana team at home by seven points. And I'm supposed to be impressed by that? You beat Michigan State by forty points. Is that supposed to impress me? No. I am sorry to any Ohio State fan. It is not your fault. It is not on your program. It is not on your coach. It is not on your players. It is on your conference that has bent the rules in y'all's favor. And ultimately, even if you did not bend the rules, Texas A&M's resume in every way, shape, or form to me still looks more impressive than Ohio State. The only place you might could give Ohio State the nod is in the eye test, and you might could give them the eye test in two of the five games they've currently played. So with that being said, you know, I'm calm now. I'm (laughs) chilling. I I
1: agree. And and granted, in years past I've said this, we we saw it with Penn State when they won the Big Ten Championship. Correct. The committee typically does give a nod to Ohio State. Right. I don't agree with it. But with that being said, though, do I think Ohio State would have dominated every game they played in this season? Absolutely, yes, I do. Do I, well, think? I wouldn't say dominate. Well, they would have say, won. They would have right.
0: won. Well, I mean, a normal Big Ten schedule is eight games. That's, you know what I'm saying, the law of averages tells you. I mean, look at oh, Florida, yeah. which we'll get to in a second. But the law of averages tells me the more games you play, the more chances you have to slip up. You played five Big Ten games versus one team that was even decent, and they took you to the wire. Don't get me wrong. You didn't play well versus Indiana, but Indiana didn't play well versus you either, and you beat them by seven points. So and and you dominated that game early. You're up twenty-eight to three at one point. It doesn't matter. You beat Indiana by seven points. That's your best win. The other, and there were games you just looked poorly in. I mean, it's just it's just not right to me. I, I agree with that. And I do think, and you know, my blood my blood pressure's up. <laughs> Somebody get me a Mountain
1: Dew. I do I do think, and I'm going to preface this saying this. I know Den Mullen kind of made a. a Kind of a which we we will talk about. He kind of said something to this effect last night, but to right as of right now, the only team that has an argument against Ohio State is A and M. Yeah, I mean, like let's be honest, they're the only team that's going to be hurt if Ohio State stays in right now. Depending on what happens next week, right?
0: Okay, well, we've allowed ourselves a little more time in this episode because it is Championship Week. So let me ask you this: Okay, we're biased, we're Georgia fans, right? But when I get on this podcast, I try to speak unbiasedly. Georgia has two losses, you know, yeah. before this week to the number one team in the country and the number five team in the country, who or number six team, sorry, who they pretty much played in back-to-back weeks. How does – that strength of schedule does not even come close to comparing to Ohio State. So, say, say you screw around and you win one of those games – is that some, and if, if I'm Georgia right now and, and I'm it, like if I'm Texas A and M, there's no way on earth somebody could tell me that Ohio State belongs ahead of me. Just like Texas A and M, there's no way I mean, they're only lost to Alabama, they beat Florida, they beat everybody else. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's such a tough like this is like last year. You look at Oklahoma, Georgia, Georgia gets left out. I think Georgia's clearly the better team, but they leave them out. To me, this one is not even close. It's just not fair. Texas A&M's resume is 10 times better than Ohio State's. Like I said, the only thing Ohio State has is a buckeye on their helmet and an eye test in maybe two of the five games. It just doesn't compare. I agree with that. I mean, you know, I think it's just more and more argument for us to explain the, the playoffs
1: ultimately. It does. It does. And, yeah. and
0: ultimately for people who want to see the playoffs expanded, which if you're in favor of a playoff expansion, say aye. Uh-huh. Ah, so there you go. I think we're both on that board. Uh, I mean, that helps us out. I mean, you know, it makes the conversation go. So yeah. All right. So now that that's out of the way, <laughs> I want I want to ask you a question because you alluded to it earlier. So a little mini segment here, Connor's questions. I literally wrote that on the board five minutes before the show went live. Um, <laughs> so last night, Dan Mullen in his press conference. You know, he's obviously he's got a he's got to lick his wounds. He's got to try to take this band to take this blow as, as softly as he yeah. can. He says, maybe we shouldn't have played at LSU. Maybe we shouldn't have played a 10 game schedule. Okay? People are now going after him online saying, oh, he's complaining, he's whining, he's, you know, making excuses and this and that. I'm just gonna say this. I can catch heat for it. You know what I'm saying? Tweet me at Connor Chandler. I'd love to hear your thoughts and feelings. <laughs> I agree with him. If I'm if I am the University of Florida, you're playing a ten game SEC schedule. Let's be honest. LSU has not looked good this year, but you're playing ten SEC teams. That is not easy to do at all. Vanderbilt has beat Georgia. South Carolina has beat Georgia. Ole Miss has beat Alabama. You know what I'm saying? Yep. These, these things happen, okay? Shout out to uh, – what's the album These Things Happen? Who was that? Jeezy. These things happen, okay? My- yeah, tangent. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, like, he's he's got a solid point. The law of averages says if I play 10 games, I'm way likelier to lose one than if I played five games. Looking at you, Ohio State. So what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> I, I agree with the sentiment. Yeah, that's what I, I, I would say. Do I, you agree? I agree with, Dan with that
1: sentiment. However, d- d- in my opinion, Dan Mullen is just crying at this point. Right. Granted, I'm trying to keep my bias out of it because I li- I genuinely do not like Dan Mullen. He just he's one of those coaches who just likes to talk. I understand. But when you think about Dan, like Florida's schedule too, like they played more games, right? But realistically, in a lot of areas, the SEC was a lot weaker this year. For except for you know maybe four or five teams. So if you if you look at Florida's schedule, to me realistically the, the team the tough games I'm using air quotes right now because I mean every every te- team you play can be a tough game but the tough games they played were Texas A&M and Georgia and granted when they played us did they play Auburn they did not play Auburn okay. I mean, I'm looking again but no they did not play Auburn so Texas A&M and Georgia they're one and one. Against their good teams. And frankly, when they played us, we were down four or five starting defensive players. And
0: still playing with Stett. And
1: still playing with Stett. So, would you have necessarily even won that game if we had had JT and like a healthy defense? It would have yes, been a much closer, suck. more competitive game. So, yes.
0: to me, for
1: what I, I agree with Dan is saying, as far as playing more games equals the higher chance of getting more losses. Yeah. But you lost to LSU, who has had an awful season, and realistically, you should have won. You had the Heisman quarterback, essentially. Right. So I mean, yes, what you're saying is true, but does this apply to you as Florida? No, not really, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, but but it is. But if you take the the like the team, like if you had two people in Collar Church without a team logo arguing this. Mm-hmm. I think every, I think most people would agree if we're arguing fairness, okay? Oh, yeah. Because if, if we don't play the same amount of games, then you have to bring semantics right. into it. You right. can no longer deal in facts, yeah. okay? Because if, if we both play 10 games and you're 7-3, and three, I'm 9-1, and one, I had a better season, therefore I probably get the yeah. nod. Right. But we can't do that now. So now we have to bring opinions and semantics into the argument. And he's right. I mean, I'm sorry for the people who, like I said, if you disagree, that, but I mean— you have a better chance of losing if you play 10 games. Oh, 100%. Especially in a conference where anything can happen, which let's right. be honest, this season anything can happen near about just about anywhere. Yep. But, I mean, we we, we play in a conference where – crazy. I mean, Georgia gets left out last year because they play a noon game in Athens and South Carolina happens to pull the upset. You know what I'm saying? These things these things happen. Let's be honest. Alabama last year with Mac Jones, they're better than Auburn is. They go to the Plains, Auburn upsets them. They get left out. They finished 15th last year. You know what I'm saying? Like, these things happen. Right. And I understand it. it's a bad look for Mullen because it's after a game that he should have won. You know, he's literally trying to just soften the blow. Yeah. But ultimately, I got to agree with him. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Speaking 100%. of coaches, oh, can we hop on the old coaching carousel because some news actually broke about 15 minutes before we walked into studio here. So, I'm going to let you – Let's start with a Lovey Smith out of Illinois. Yeah. So news breaks yesterday, or actually this morning, Lovey Smith, who's a really good coach. I think his best win came last year versus um, Wisconsin. I think that was a massive upset. Remember when Wisconsin was number five? Mm-hmm. They played him at noon again. Huge upset. Like I said, these things happen. Right. Um, but really good coach there. And and we're gonna get to. I got another Connor's question coming oh, for you Lord. at the end of the coaching carousel segment. I think he was a really good coach, but ultimately Illinois is just a tough place to win. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but, so, we'll, we'll sit back and wait and see what Illinois does. Yeah. I'm going to let you handle the last one because it's the big deal, and I think you've been looking forward toward it <laughs> for a while, which I think we both have. Now we'll jump to uh, Kevin Selman. Kevin Selman was a really good coach at A&M, had some really good season. He obviously had Heisman winner Johnny Manziel handled that decently that circus but uh then yep. he jumps over to Arizona he has uh Khalil Tate who I thought was an incredible quarterback mm-hmm. and I don't know if it was Dan uh, I don't know if it was Kevin Sumlin who mismanaged him but uh ultimately there he goes nine in 20 in his like three or four seasons there he gets fired I think you want to say something about I, something I have, I have a question about Sumlin for okay you. so talk about his success at Am Was
1: his success at A&M because of his recruiting, his, you know, job as a coach? Or did he legitimately just, like we see all the time, have a generational quarterback who came in and did something decent? I mean, obviously, they never even won the West. Yeah. But did something decent for your program. They upset Alabama one year. Yeah. And was was that the, the success he saw? Or was it like what he did as a coach, do you think?
0: I would say I would say more of the generational quarterback, but a little bit of being a good coach. Okay. listen, you got to be a good you you have to be a good coach to win, I believe. Um, but yeah, I mean, you look at Gene Chiswick you know he gets, yeah. Cam you know, Newton. Exactly. He gets Cam Newton in there, and generational quarterback Cam Newton yep. has an incredible season. They ball out. They win a Natty, yep. and then he's gone within and two years. Realistically, we don't even know what's happening, to old Ed, right here. Is this
1: generational quarterback, or is it just a down year for LSU and they're coming back? That is, that is very back. true.
0: That is very true. Um, yeah, I think he got Johnny, Johnny Manziel handed right to him, uh, kind of like a gift in the lap. Which don't let's let's be honest that that. Gift in the lap came with a lot of caveats. I mean, that was a rough season. Oh, yeah. In terms of just what went on and whatnot, but uh, but yeah, I would say I would say he's a good coach. Okay. But yep. do I think his success at Texas A&M came from him being a good coach, or did it come from Johnny Manziel? I think heck yeah. I mean, Johnny Manziel had an incredible season, Heisman Trophy season. We we all still look at that one play that he did versus Alabama, where you know he throws the ball up, gets turned around, throws a touchdown. People, like, even when Bo, Bo Nix did the play last week, they go, wow, that looks like Johnny Manziel. Yeah. He cemented that legacy. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I would say that. And then, you know, he goes to Arizona. He mishandles Khalil Tate. Yeah. A, a great quarterback who really could have done something. Like I said, 9-20 over his couple seasons. Yeah. And he gets fired.
1: Yeah. So, so. –
0: or he gets relieved of relieved his dude. We all
1: know what that means. Let's be honest. We do, yeah. All right. So the one we want to talk about. Let me the big let one. Me, let me pose you a question. Oh, I love this. How many, how many times huge. when we were in Athens did you see the campus buses just? broken down, you know, just oh, kind of dude, on the side. Oh, uh, dude,
0: Camus Bus was, uh, o- yeah. Orbit was pretty reliable. Yeah, orbit
1: was, but the rest of them. But other than that, you know, like, I'm well, trying to get to class here, bro. Well, let me tell you about another bus that kind of broke down what Gu- here. What, what, what the, bus broke down? The Gus Bus. <laughs> the, <kesenità> the Gus Bus. <laughs> the Gus Bus. So, Gus Malzahn has been sitting at Auburn for, let's see, he, he got hired right for Gene Chizik got fired, yeah, so like that was. Six years, So six, five. He's been there for seven, I think 2013. it been a So, realistically, Gus Malzahn has not had a, what I'm going to call a good season since their 2014 natty run yeah. with Nick Marshall. And obviously they wound up losing that game to, uh, or no, it was 2013. Yeah. They played in 2014 as yeah. well it was. And a lot so, of
0: it was, let's be honest, the kick six, the, yeah. the prayer of oh, yeah. Jordan A all lot, lot of that is a lot of luck.
1: So ever since then, obviously I don't have the stats in front of me, but Gus Malzon has besides Alabama realistically has not done well against the games that he should have won or his rivals. Nope. I think I mean we 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 have a winning record against Auburn since he's been oh, there. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I mean, you know, that, heavy, 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 heavy. I think we lost favorite. one, right? Yeah. One or two? I think maybe one, honestly. I think it's just
0: one I think it's the prayer at Jordan Hare.
1: The prayer at Jordan Hare and then we lost uh two thousand yeah, yep. seventeen. That's right. So and but there, then may, we got they, There may be one more, but we do have the winning record there yeah. since he been since he's been there. So Gus has honestly been sneaking by for a while, and I think that has a lot to do with what his buyout was. But a lot of money. But at this point, it's been too many years for Auburn fans calling for his head. He yeah. has not done what the program has wanted him to do.
0: And he didn't beat Nick Saban this and year.
1: He, he did not beat Nick Saban this year. So, with all that said, Auburn is looking for a new head coach, the they third are. SEC team this year. They are. That is on the coaching carousel. They
0: are. Um, Honestly, for Gus Malzahn, like at the end of the day, good coach. He did well. Yep. The SEC the SC West is a tough place to win. With you know traditionally you know especially now A and M's there it's really a four man race versus A and M uh, LSU I'm saying traditionally not necessarily this right, season right. and then um and then obviously the the father of the head which is Alabama. Um, you know the the East is a little bit more relaxed. I think it's it's pretty much Georgia and Georgia, Florida Georgia, right Florida, now. Florida right now. Yeah. Um. It's a tough place to win. He did well. You know. He he really did. He won some games he wasn't supposed he to. He had winning seasons. And I right. think- yes. I mean he did. He you know he did ultimately what he's supposed to do. But after a couple years, expectations begin to say, okay, we've done this, this, and this. Now we want championship. Exactly. Give us an. You know. He took them to the SEC title game. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. against Georgia that year. That you know they beat the dog crap out of us. That didn't work out so well for him. Um, so, for Auburn fans, I would say this is a very exciting time. You know what I'm saying? Whenever – it's kind of different. When Mark Rick got fired, mm-hmm. we were sad. We liked Mark Rick. He he didn't necessarily bring his championships, but, you know, you you were you were upset with him when he, you know, with play calling and whatnot. But yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't on bad terms. We broke right. up on not bad terms. Um, I don't think many Auburn fans are very partial to – So Gus Malzahn, I think they're ready. I think they were calling for this for a while. All right, so Auburn AD, I don't know your name, but if you're listening to this podcast, which I know that you're not, take this advice. Pick up the phone. He may say no. Call one Mr. Hugh Freeze (laughs) and say, hey, you want back in the SEC? You beat Alabama two times? Come on back. So that's that. That's my take on that.
1: I mean, he's still a very good head coach. He's done a lot at Liberty, and I mean, yeah. he's he's waiting on a fire five job. So I mean, if you're he really is. looking for a head coach this year, he is. I mean, this might be your man.
0: Which, if I was the Gamecocks, I would have done the same thing. So Shane Beamer was a pretty fairly it good pickup, though. I, I mean, was. I like that pickup by no, then. That is a very good coaching hire. But yeah, so three coaches just this weekend get relieved of their duties, yep. and uh, the coaching carousel begins. It's this spinning. Is, it does, even though you know, like uh, Derek. Got fired at Vanderbilt, so they're looking for somebody. I don't think uh, I don't think Hugh Freezer would want to go to Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's a tough place to win. It's, I mean, it, it's, I mean, let's it's be a baseball honest. school. Yeah,
1: Vanderbilt's the bottom of the East. I mean, it's a really good school. It's a good medical college. They have a good baseball team generally every year, but they're, they're always bottom of the SEC East. I mean, they you're, yeah. you're it's hard to recruit there. It's hard to get people to go there. It's just – at Vanderbilt, honestly, if you have winning seasons, you're doing good as a head coach. You there. are. If
0: you're going bowling – you're yeah. you doing well, oh, yeah. so, uh, so like I said, you know, the coaching carousel starts, and we'll continue to follow it, see who falls off, who hops on, but that's a that that Gus miles on, that's a big one, yeah, that's a big one, sure. it's a lot a lot of lot of implications there for the future, so, you know, best to look to Auburn as you look for your next head coach. All right, next segment, let's have some dog talks, some dog talk, some dog talk. I got
1: two words for you to start to start this segment off too. Okay, George. Pickens.
0: Pickens. Oh, I thought you were going to say George Foreman, because I got one of them grills, and why would be good oh, cooking.
1: Oh, man, they they good. But George Batman, Pickens kidding. had a breakout game yesterday. Ball out. An NFL receiver through and through, as long as he can kind of calm down. But, yeah, that's just 126 yards, two touchdowns, that catch in the end zone. That was It was a pass interference, but that he was still a big stuck one. it. That was that just was a big huge. One. But, yeah, JT obviously doing well, too. But, man, George just showed out yesterday.
0: Yeah, just to recap, so Georgia plays Missouri. Final score is 49-14. It's close to one and a half quarters. Georgia gets the late touchdown before the half. And then, honestly, literally – Just took off. Yeah, Missouri never scores another point. Georgia advances to seven and two. JT Daniels throws for two hundred and ninety nine yards on three touchdowns, no interceptions. Accurate. Accurate as heck. I mean, Georgia is right now, which let's be honest, the quality of opponent is not what it was at the beginning at the beginning of the season. No, it's not. But Georgia's firing on all cylinders right now. That's why I think we are excited, even if it's a Cincinnati, that we play in a bowl game. We're really right. excited to to mount up and get some good competition with this. And we don't even have our full defense back. No, you know Richard didn't even play last yesterday exactly so i mean georgia honestly there's not a ton to talk about here two running backs over 100 yards that's uh deandre swift and not deandre swift gosh darn it (laughs) Uh, yeah Yeah. zeus and uh edwards who's really coming on the freshman the fifth string at the beginning of the season kendall doesn't play so um but yeah not a lot to talk about georgia comes out handles business looks really good great halftime adjustment come out after the half shellac missouri I mean, JT continues to fire on all cylinders. Yep. George has an incredible game. The running backs are—you know—we I think we had over 200 plus rushing yards. I mean, what more can you ask for? You go out there and you handle business.
1: Yeah, can't ask for anything. I mean, I was really impressed by this game overall. Everybody looked good. Darnell kind of getting some. Uh, oh yeah, big Darnell. We some...
0: we trying to we trying to recruit.
1: Yeah, I mean, hey, some recruiting. You know, Kirby made the illusion at the end of the game talking about you know the tight ends. Obviously, Eric Gilbert's the big storyline, who's transferring out of LSU. He was a big Georgia target at the beginning of uh, beginning of the year when we were. Recruiting. Yeah, he was. Yeah. So I think they're trying to go for him a little more. Which hey, I hundred percent We, th- we agree threw to Darnell you. like four straight times yeah, four on that drive. Four straight times. That's a, to- a hoss, man. Yeah, he is true freshman, right? So, yeah, true that's freshman. Scary.
0: Six foot seven. Two, like 275. Yeah, he's he's a big boy. So. That's, that's, that's that's a football player. Eric right there, Gilbert, so. if
1: you're a fan of the uh, old Bash Brothers Sports Podcast, come to Georgia. We'd love to have you. We yeah, throw come the, to the t- dogs. Throw tight ends now. That's so. right. We throw to tight ends. You'll, <laughs> you'll block
0: quite often, but we'll also throw to you. <laughs> So, so, I mean, is there is there anything else left to be said? I mean, okay, if you're Georgia, let's look at where we fall in the playoffs right now. Iowa State, Cincinnati are ahead of us. Because yep. we, were, we were talking kind of before this, listen, Georgia's not getting into the playoffs. No. We're, we're, we're not, you know, sticking our head in the sand and saying this is going to happen. But, you know, you want to finish as respectable as possible. Right. I think uh, – It's possible. I won't give any uh, alludes to our picks at the end here, but it's possible that Oklahoma beats Iowa State in a Big 12 title game. It's possible that Cincinnati loses its championship game. You know, Georgia could finish top six. Yeah, Last year we finished fifth. You know, that's respectable. I mean, to have consistent good seasons under Kirby who I think we're trending upwards now. I think we're all very excited about next year between – I don't think JT Daniels goes to the draft. No. I think he stays another year. It'll
1: be a good quarterback battle next it year too. It will be.
0: But even at the least, let's say JT Daniels wins the quarterback battle mm-hmm. and Brock Vandergrift comes in as the true five-star freshman, gets to watch him for a year, learn, yeah. red shirt, and you got him for another two or three oh, years. Yeah. So, so, I mean, the future's really looking up. As long as defensively we also moved up to the – I think what we were third in recruiting –
1: yeah, we're third as we're of, the of third right class. now. Third yep.
0: class, yeah, as of right now. So you know, everybody was all worried about that a month ago, and Kirby's literally just sitting somewhere eating some Pringles, saying, "Y'all need to chill." <laughs> I've been doing this twenty five years. I can I can handle business, even though y'all think I can't. Um, so yeah, I mean, honestly, I think everything's trending upwards for the dogs. I'm feeling good. Well, you literally said yesterday we were sitting there watching. You said it's kind of nice to sit back and just watch them dominate somebody, and there's no pressure. We're just yeah, having yeah. fun because it is. It's it is a lot of fun. Uh, with the pressure being off. Don't get me wrong. Would I like to have the pressure on playing for a natty or oh, yeah. going to the playoffs? Of course I would. But, hey, it's been a fun season. We will mount up against the old coachless Commodores next week. Yep, see what we can do over there. See what happens. I'm not really worried about that game too much. Oh, I but don't think we it. are either. Noon kickoff, so.
1: Speaking of being worried about games, I guess we could uh, review our picks because mm-hmm. I didn't have a really good week, but I think you had a. Good well, I mean, week. I, was, I, I guess pick. I got
0: one more right than you, but yeah. I mean, because because we don't pick a ton, but I mean, right. half the games we freaking picked so, got canceled, so
1: yeah, let's go ahead and go over that. We picked Ohio, or Ohio State, Michigan, and Cincinnati, Tulsa. Both those games got canceled, so obviously Coke. didn't matter there. So, the one pick we both picked and got right, Wisconsin versus Iowa. We both picked Iowa. Iowa won. Wisconsin. Finally, finally,
0: I hop off the Wisconsin. Look, <sighs> dude, Wisconsin They're, is are, having a rough season. Man. For,
1: for the team that was probably projected to be number two in the Big Ten this year, yeah. they are having a real bad There's season.
0: There's a couple of those. I mean, you look at, you know, Penn State has a really bad season. Yeah. Everybody's looking at them. Uh, Scott Frost at Nebraska, yeah. really bad season for them. I mean, there's a there's a lot, and then what's funny is Michigan State has two wins, but nobody's looking at them because they're yeah. two big wins, and it's and it's Mel's first season. So the Big Ten really is trending downward. This they year. are. They I are. I mean, there's there's. I mean, I've got to call Indiana a good football team. Indiana, especially with Pennix Jr. when he was healthy, for toward tore the ACL, very good football they've been team. They've Playing well. I mean, they have they've won some big games. I mean, they played Ohio
1: State close. Ohio State didn't have their best game. Justin Fields right. struggled in that game, but two picks. Yeah.
0: But uh, you're you you, you got to say there's really only two yeah. good teams over there. And then, and for yep. your conference, especially like obviously, everybody's looking at that conference right now with Ohio State doing what they're doing in the playoff picture. Yeah. Not but, a good look.
1: But speaking of Justin Fields, two picks, just a just a clean transition there. <laughs> that was actually a nice segue. <laughs> the other the other game that we picked that we both lost was Florida LSU. Obviously, uh, Florida struggled uh, heavily on defense as always. We got to give a shout out to the old pick of the week. Yeah, oh, my brother who was trending, you know, trying to trying to hop on the pick train with, with us. Uh, we put out a Facebook post if you don't follow our Facebook every every week to just to give us your you know hot take, just uh, a yeah. upset. We get a couple upset picks, but uh, my brother Bradley picked LSU over Florida to beat Florida, yep. and that was wound up being correct. He said he didn't put any money on it. You really probably should have, obviously, because yeah. you <laughs> yeah. would have won some. But yeah. good pick. But yep, Florida bad on defense as always. Trask had a bad game, which ultimately. Gave LSU the opportunity to win the game.
0: Yeah, I think that's something we'll start doing. So, like Jordan said, if you don't follow us on Facebook, click like, follow us there. Every Saturday morning, the one thing we post is give us your bold prediction of the day, and then we normally list one of our bold predictions, which you all already know if you listen to this to the podcast because yep. we put picks out there. And uh, and I think we should start if somebody makes a bold prediction, the old Bash Brothers bold prediction. A I think shout that's out. A pretty. Yeah, shout I think say show. we'll give you a shout out on the show. So, so give you this give you a reason to listen to the
1: next Saturday. That's so. right. There you go. But the game that we were split on. So, obviously, I kind of went with the quarterback situation here. I didn't think Sam Howell was going to have a, you know, he's, he's been very consistent Once wasn't sure the game he was going to have. Obviously, quarterbacks did not come into play here a whole lot. It was a run game for North Carolina. But I picked Miami. You picked North Carolina. North Carolina came out on top
0: heavily. So Yeah, yeah just, just to explain that pick a little bit, um, which I said it earlier, Uh, North Carolina has been trending upwards. That game versus Notre Dame was a really good competitive game. And that was the, you know, uh, North Carolina did play Clemson. It wasn't close. So that was probably the, well, as of now, the best team they played all season. Right, Highest ranked, anyways, was Notre Dame. They played them very competitively. Um, Miami has really looked bad. I mean, you beat Virginia by one score a week ago, which they had a couple, you know, they had a couple weeks off due to COVID. And that's ultimately the reason one's trending up, one's trending down. Mac Brown is a really good head coach. I have a lot of respect for Mac Brown at North Carolina. Uh, mm-hmm. Sam Howell, had, even though he has not lived up to expectations, he's had a really good season quietly. it be interesting to see his future. I'm sure, you know, I think he's a senior, so he goes off to the combine and, and since draft this year. Um, so, yeah, that was it. I did not believe they were going to do that. You know, I yeah. wish I would have said, yeah, they're going to be to my 40 points, but. Uh, Been a good pick. It would have, but I'll take you know take the wins where they come. So now yeah. we got a championship slate of games to pick, and we're honestly making really good time here. So let's let's kind of go in order of Importance. most likely to win to least, like because there's it's crazy. I mean, the way this season is shaken out, there's you know usually your championship games you're going. I mean, unless it's you know Clemson, Virginia last year, yeah. You're like these are tough games to pick. Oh yeah, but this season. Somewhat, eh, kind of, yeah, sort of, kind of, sort of. So let's start here. Northwestern Ohio State. I'll let you kick Ohio it off. State. Okay, there. It is.
1: <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Like, it's just such a huge skill gap there. I think Ohio State is just clearly the better team. I mean, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't surprise me if Ohio State walked away as a three touchdown winner in this game. Um, right now, they're the twenty point favorite. I, I honestly, I'd go more than that. I think it's going to be Ohio State. I'm gonna go 45 to 28. I'm okay. gonna give I'm gonna give them 17. I'm gonna give them
0: 17. But. Okay, respect that. Uh, Pat Fitzgerald is a really good coach over at Northwestern. They play really good defense. It's a, it's offense where they'll struggle, and that's kind of where Indiana is as well. Right. Indiana had a really really good defense, but they have a better offense than Northwestern oh, sure. did. I believe. That the game will be closer than we think. I would say ten to fourteen. Yeah. But I think Ohio State, you know, handles business and does what they're supposed to. Okay. Even though I have thrown as you know, which the shade is not at Ohio State the right. program, it's at the Big Ten right. conference, and you know, you know that's just you're guilty by association there. Oh, but yeah. it's not your fault at all. I think Ohio State handles business, and then we'll advance to wherever they will advance to. I got you. I got you. So give us both Ohio State. Yep. All right, second game we'll pick here, uh, the Louisiana Raging Cajuns play Coastal Carolina. Um, Coastal Carolina has – sorry, I'm choking up here. Coastal Carolina has trended down the past little bit. They have a huge win against BYU. Right. They look down against Troy. Look for them to refocus. Give me Coastal Carolina over the Raging Cajuns.
1: I'm going to take them two. I'm going to take Coastal Carolina You two. thought about it. I thought about it. I wanted to. I think this is going to be a close game. I mean, like – Maybe last-minute touchdown – or not touchdown, field goal, something like that, you know. I mean, three- to seven-point game, but, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Coastal Carolina. What's the spread? One. Do we have a spread? Uh, Three-and-a-half points. Three-and-a-half. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's not a whole lot. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say Coastal Carolina was, you know, kind of a last-minute win here. i go be to
0: Coastal a, Carolina seven. Give me six-and-a-half, and I'd probably take the E over. Okay, cool. I like yeah, that. Give them by seven. All right, next game we'll look at here. uh Let's go Oklahoma. In Iowa State, not a huge game in terms of the playoff picture. I think if yeah. Iowa State wins, they don't go to the playoff. I told y'all the Big Twelve was out a couple weeks ago. I think if Oklahoma wins, they are not. They're ranked further behind. They're not going to the playoff. Yeah. So not a lot of playoff implications here. But a pretty solid game between two teams. I'll let you pick it first. It is
1: ultimately. I think I'm going to have to go. So first game. First game they played here. Iowa State won. They took it 37-30 against Oklahoma. Not so, a very
0: good Oklahoma team at that
1: point. Yeah, not a very good Oklahoma team. Oklahoma has been trending up since then. I think Oklahoma, I mean, as per, as you know, it's, it's been typically in the past kind of a Texas-Oklahoma race in the Big 12. I think Oklahoma's kind of getting back into that. they got Spencer Rattler, who's been playing fairly well this season. Obviously, he was a Heisman favorite at the beginning of the season and kind of turned it started down Started off of games. real shaky, and he's bouncing yeah. back well. So, I, I think ultimately Spencer Rattler takes Oklahoma to the win here in the Big 12 championship. And, yeah, I'm going to take it. I'm going to give Oklahoma the win here, 35 to 31.
0: Okay, I'll go Oklahoma 35, 24. Okay, give yeah. him a little bit bigger yeah. spread than me. I, I like think. It. Well, Oklahoma's trending up. I think Brock Purdy is a really good quarterback, but he can be inconsistent at times. Uh, that tight end that uh, Iowa State has—I slip his name—but absolutely phenomenal. Probably one of the top five tight ends in the country. Uh, look for Brock Purdy to look for him very often. Uh, but I think ultimately Oklahoma gets their revenge. I think they are now clearly the better team. They're clearly the best team in the Big 12. Give me Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, I'll take 35-20, yep. 24 pretty, pretty handily. Yeah.
1: So, I got one. And we're going to – obviously, this game is typically very close. We've been in it the last couple of years. This year Florida takes it. But Bama-Florida, I honestly don't think this one's going to be close at all. I think it's. I think it stays close to a half maybe. Florida-Bama. But ultimately – Bama's just Bama takes off and they take off.
0: Yeah, so. I th- I think I would think this game would be closer if this weekend had not happened. Um, but this weekend happened. It happened. <laughs> um Florida's defense, we've literally been saying it for 7 weeks now. Florida's defense is very suspect. Very it's not suspect. very good. Their offense is really good. I would really like to know if Kyle Pitts will be playing. I think that is a big X factor for Florida. It I is. think your offense definitely jumps up a notch when he's in the game. Uh but Tony on the edge is a great receiver. You like I said, you got Heisman semi front runner Kyle Trask. Now yeah. it's yet to be seen. We'll see where that goes. But uh, I would say Bama wins. I would say around the Georgia score. I think like forty two twenty four sounds pretty good. Maybe yeah. because Florida's offense, you would go 42-28, somewhere in there. But yeah, but I would say Bama handles business. pretty I'm going to go
1: Bama forty four twenty four. I think okay. I think they beat them by twenty. So.
0: Pretty easy pick. yeah.
1: All of these have honestly been pretty easy picks. But
0: the one that may not
1: be, this game has the highest.
0: Oh, let's save that for last. You want to save that for yeah, last? Yeah, because that is that okay. is the one that's tough to pick. That's the yeah. one where you go, yeah. let's okay. see. Which this one's not an easy pick. We actually picked it last week. I think now this game gets – it, there's a big difference between a game that you're about to play where you get an immediate rematch the yep. next week for a championship game versus now one-shot championship game If you're Cincinnati, there are playoff implications. Do I think you get in with a win? No, I do not think you do. But if you want to give yourself the best argument, you got to go handle business. Cincinnati and Tulsa, I'll let you pick it. I'm going Cincinnati
1: again. I mean, I just think, you know, Ritter gives them the best chance of winning. I think Cincinnati's overall just the best team. I think this has a great opportunity to put Cincinnati as, not in the playoffs, but the first two out. I mean, with the win. With Which is a, a very winning. successful season. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, for, really, for a that's really, really power team, especially yes. a huge. So. I think it would
0: be the highest a non-Power 5 conference team has finished. Yeah, I think you're right. So, yeah, I'm going to go
1: Cincinnati. I mean, I'm going to go about at least 14 here. So, I'm going to go Cincinnati. I'm going to give them 35
0: to 21. Yeah, I said last week Cincinnati would handle business pretty easily. I think I will echo that this week as much. I mean, I do, you know, as a Georgia fan, I would like to see Cincinnati be upset because then Georgia just moves up that much closer. Oh, yeah. But I do not think that's going to happen. No, not uh, at all. Desmond Ritter is a fantastic quarterback. He's really st- coming to his own over there. Cincinnati's had a great season. I understand the strength of opponent is not incredible there. Right. But, hey, you've done what you've done. You've handled business. You know, we're, I think they're 8-0 now. Possible 9-0 season. Probably one of the better seasons in Cincinnati history. Yep. Yeah, give me Cincinnati by 14-20. Yep. to So comfortable there. The
1: game I try to jump the gun on here. The game with the biggest playoff implications. I don't know where game day is oh, going, we, but if they're not at this they're not game, they're here. doing it wrong. And honestly, if you're the playoff committee, you're watching this one the biggest because this oh, yeah. this game has the chance to give you no arguments the, in the playoff race, or a nightmare, well, not or a a nightmare not, yeah. scenario,
0: but a tough, tough so, scenario.
1: Clemson, Notre Dame, Clemson or Notre Dame won the first game without Trevor Lawrence on the field. He had he had the COVID uh, positive test, obviously, so he did not get to play. Clemson still took them in a double overtime with their backup, who's honestly going to be a great quarterback for this team in the future. Yeah. But
0: all right, before you pick, yeah. let's throw let's just let's just kind of play these scenarios out. Okay. Okay. I want you to tell me, just say in or out based on the scenario I give you. Okay. 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 For both teams, so you'll say Clemson blank Notre Dame blank. Okay. Okay. okay? So fill in the blank. Play at home if you're if you're listening. Okay. Clemson wins by twenty one points. Clemson is Clemson's in Notre, Notre Dame, Dame is, is out. Okay. Clemson wins by three points. Clemson is both in. I'm just going to say both in. End okay. Ends. Notre Dame wins by three points. Notre Dame is Notre Dame's in. Clemson's out. If Notre Dame wins this game, period. Clemson's out in my mind. I I agree with every single thing you said. I believe. If if Clemson if Clemson blo- okay here's the here, here's the one place I might disagree. Clemson is. No, it, it wouldn't matter. I think if Clemson beat them by thirty-five, I think Notre Dame would think, still get in because get there's nobody unless they wanted to throw a bone to Cincinnati.
1: I think I think what they what you see here though, honestly, is if Clemson blows out this team with Trevor Lawrence, has got to question you how how legitimate how, the first win exactly, is.
0: and that's and that's the question. But here's but here's the the other side of that is you would then have to replace them. Well, I, I guess you would do. A&M. Yeah, you would do Bama, a and not in any order. You do yeah. Bama, a and m, Clemson, and Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. I would. Well, that that's what it'll be. Yeah, if they blow them out, um, I'll pick it first. Trevor Lawrence is the best college quarterback to come through in a long time. Yeah, um, he is a generational player. I don't know about his NFL career. He'll probably have a great one. But as of college, he's had an incredible college career. He is the difference maker. Clemson does beat him by about fourteen to twenty one. I'll say they beat him by seventeen. I'm going with Clemson too. I'm going with fourteen. I think they beat him
1: well. I don't think they beat him well enough to knock Notre Dame out of the playoffs. Okay. So I'm going to go Clemson in this
0: one. I'm going to go thirty eight to twenty four. Okay. So there you go. There are six championship picks. It'll be I'm I'd be happy with four and two in those picks. I mean, championship weeks traditionally pretty it tough is. to it's pick. It's rough. Yeah. So, We'll see what happens, but uh, but yeah, man, that was a lot. Of, that was a good show. That was it was a lot, was a lot but hey, we got we got it done. It That's was... right, we did. You'd love to see it. All right, Jordan, where
1: can people find you? Find me on Instagram, Twitter, Jay Harris underscore uh, six. Facebook as always
0: Jordan Harris. You can find me at Connor Mason Chandler on Instagram, Connor Chandler on Twitter and Facebook. You can find us at the Bash Brothers Sports Podcast on Twitter and Facebook. Hop on our Facebook feed. Leave us a comment on this week's picks. I want to hear all six picks. Pick all six picks, get them right. That would be very impressive. Let it, let's just know if
1: you, we think you think we're trash. Yeah, if you
0: think our picks are trash, if you think a take, if you think Ohio State fully deserves to be number one in the playoffs, please let me know. Explain it. Um, honestly, really good show. Really good week of football this past week. Really good week of football coming up. Enjoy it. Stay safe. Watch some football. Again, you can find me in the Piggly Wiggly line, Saturday morning, getting some fried chicken, butter beans, black-eyed peas, and the sweet tea. Um, as always, we are the Bash Brothers, signing off.
1: your